so far we haven't missed a day so you're doing your job making sure my role on this program is to make sure you do the podcast so far so good right uh we won't have john Heyman on today you did tease it on tuesday right we won't have him on today because he's got tv going on and then i have to go to the diamondbacks game so we couldn't make that work but we are going to take uh, a couple minutes here today to go over his inside baseball the lead being the Astros' cautious uh, ways are certainly not going to help in October. Um, probably going to hurt. Today we have another player coming out um, saying that the team was extremely disappointed. Um, Josh Reddick, I believe he said the team was down after the trade deadline, that they all went in knowing that, hey, we're going to get better. We're going to go from great to over the top. That wasn't the case, as has been well documented. The only move made, Francisco Liriano. So I had said before that I, I sort of understand that you wait for the perfect opportunity and you don't just make a move to make one. At the same time, the more the story kind of plays out, the more players speak out, I think that you had to consider the player aspect of it that you can't stand pat when everybody else is doing something when you have a farm system as deep as the Astros do, that even if it wasn't a Sonny Gray, if it wasn't a U Darvish, you got to get something to help that starting rotation because I think that's the big concern. The offense is fine. The big concern being the rotation, what do you do after Dallas Keuchel and Lance McCullers, and both of those guys have been hurt. So how much can you count on them and trust them? So it, it, it's a tough spot for the Astros to be in, especially when you see how the trade deadline played out. When, as John mentions, people think, people around the league think that that offer for Darvish could have easily been topped, and it's a little confusing why the Astros didn't try it. Um, Sonny Gray, there are people in the league that don't think that that was a huge return, that you could have had him for, for multiple years. I know that there's some people think he's a two, some think he's only a three, and then there's injury concern there. So. The Astros had to find a player they liked, but the point being is they had to do something, and they didn't. And now the latest with Josh Reddick coming out saying they were down after it. I think they're only 2-6 and six after the break. They've lost two in a row here to the White Sox. So do you mean the trade deadline, not the break? Yes. Um, so it's just it's not good so far. I have a tough time buying into the theory of doing something to keep the players happy. I don't know if that's the necessarily right business model for any general manager of any sports organization to follow, but I think the Astros could have done something to get better. Didn't we talk about this at the deadline? Like once the yeah. deadline passed, you and I both were in agreement that, yeah, you have to do something, but I, I, I don't know. Like, were they really going to get you, Darvish? Were the Rangers going to be that eager to move him within the division? What do they care? The Rangers are going to take the best package possible. Yeah, maybe. Um, here's here's the thing that I go back and look at when when the Cubs made their moves and trade their players. You look at who they traded. They traded Eloy Jimenez, a corner outfielder. You have Jason Hayward in your corner outfield for the next six years. You have Kyle Schwarber. You have 
Ian Happ, who could potentially play there. Um, so there's not necessarily a spot there. That's a position of strength. Mm-hmm. Um, Candelario goes to Detroit for Justin Wilson. He's not playing third base anytime soon with Chris Bryant. He's not playing first nope. base with Anthony Rizzo. Nope. Um, Dylan Cease, a, a pitching prospect who can be very good, but he's still years away, could be a reliever. So when you look at the Astros and their top prospects. It's a similar situation? Yeah, because you, as I try to find my tab. You had it open. Um, because you look at at the Astros, and, okay, they have George Springer in the outfield. Yeah. Don't need any help there. Mm-mm. If you want to hang on to Kyle Tucker, fine, but what about Derek Fisher, if you can move him? Josh Reddick is signed for four years, so he has three more years. And I know that you're looking down the road, but how far down the road can you kick this can? Um, don't need help in the infield. Um, with well, They got that pretty locked down. So there's plenty of young talent already at the major league level, so where do you need these these prospects to play? It's a it's a fear of a fear of missing out, right? It's a fear of trading a prospect and then being a superstar and losing a trade, right? I mean that's what it is. It's a fear of being on the losing end of a trade. They don't want to do that. They they kinda did that with the Carlos Gomez trade. Well, maybe not kind of. They they did lose in that deal and they looked a little foolish for sending back what they sent back to Milwaukee to get that deal done so I wonder if they're you know licking their wounds from that and they don't want to make the same mistake twice and run out of prospects to be able to add to this core of guys that they have two three four years down the road if a if they're competing for a World Series again you look at some of the names that John had mentioned um, in like a Brad Hand deal where they wouldn't give up hardly anybody for Brad Hand and multiple years of control with him too right an all-star cheap um, I just you have to do something, and they didn't. I don't know. And maybe they make up for it. I, um, I saw... When's your, when's your Astros should get Justin Verlander column coming out? Well, I think I don't think that they'll... I don't know. So See, the Astros are a team that can make a move for a young, controllable starter. Yeah, but what young, controllable starter is clearing waivers right now? Well, nobody. Right, so this is you're talking about the winter now? Yeah. Okay. Chris Archer? But the, the point there being is I believe it was uh, Jake Kaplan, Houston Chronicle, had said on Twitter in a reply to somebody that it seems like the Astros are always half a season behind what they have to do. Um, I think that they were ha- you know a season too late on realizing they needed some, some winning veterans like a Beltran, like a, a Reddick, like a Brian McCann um, last year missing the playoffs. So – their window is still very open. Mm-hmm. I think that there's a lot of overreaction going on because they're two and six in their last eight since the, the deadline because you have a Dallas Keuchel coming out and then he's not pitching well because you have a Josh Reddick now coming out um, about but it, the disappointment. So they're not going away. They're going to make the playoffs. Hmm. They're going to be fine. Yes. The interesting quote from a, a rival GM – and John's story was, I don't see how they get through three series. And when you look at their pitching staff, I mean, again, you're starting Colin McHugh or Charlie Morton in game threes, in game three and four. I don't care how good the offense is. Is that good enough to get it done? Probably not. So they're still going to be good after this year. Maybe there's a better fit than you look at this year and say, 
you know, we didn't find the perfect fit. We knew we were going to win 95, 100 games, make the playoffs, give ourselves a chance. But now we're going to make a move that makes us better in the future. I don't know. I think they'll do something this winter big. I think they have to. Right. So now I just want to go rapid fire okay. um, through each team in his notes with something. Are we starting? What? American League or National League? American League. Okay. Well, I got to get that open. Well, we don't have time for that. Go ahead. Go ahead. So let's start. Take, you know, kind of a nugget from each team and, and give our quick thoughts. So Baltimore Orioles, do we owe the Orioles an apology for making fun of them for being buyers and not sellers of any kind? Now they're, what, a game or two out of the wild card? Yeah, we probably owe them a, an apology. They're not the easiest team to deal with, but they definitely look smart for what they did at the deadline because it's certainly working out. They're in the thick of the playoff race. That's what you do at the deadline, right? You make a move if you think you're close enough to get your team close to the postseason. I mean, we're being a little results-oriented, but it's working out. They're in the playoff race. So, I can't. yeah, I think we owe them an apology a little bit. I don't because I still think this is just one good week, and you can't look at one good week and make your decision of was it good or bad. So you have – assets that you could have got closer to a championship window i don't think even if they make a wild card game there's no championship window here so i'm going to say no i'm not apologizing for making fun of them for thinking that they should be buying and not selling the boston red sox is Corey kluber your is he a, a threat to chris sale winning the cy young or is it all chris sale no we should just give chris sale the award right now fair chicago white sox Avisel Garcia, 26-year-old outfielder, I believe two years left before he's a free agent. Is he a part of this team's future? I think he should be. I, I think they're – do you agree with the idea that they're in a situation where they can evaluate all the talent they have and maybe take a little bit extra time with some of these guys to see if they are something? Yeah, and I think that's basically what Rickon was getting at. Like, it came off as non-committal to Garcia, but at the same time, Garcia's had one good year – and a bunch of hype yeah. the other years and injuries. So they don't have to make a decision. No. See if he has a, if he has a second good year, a third good year, okay, there you go. Uh, they are in an evaluation point. If a player plays well, they probably put themselves in the category of guys we want to build around, but they have to show it on a consistent basis, and that's where the White Sox are. They are evaluating talent. They are gathering all of these prospects to, to see which ones pan out and which ones don't. And the ones that pan out, they're going to build around. The ones that don't, don't. But they're going to take their time with each one of these guys to make sure they make the right decision. I can't blame them. I have no issue with, with not being non-committal. It's what they're supposed to do they, right now. But at the same time, they have to decide, do, do we move him while he has value? I think that's where the decision has to be made this offseason. Is he somebody that we move, or is he somebody that we move forward with? Well, I think the White Sox have shown if a good offer comes their way, they'll take it for anybody. So if a good offer comes their way for Garcia, they'll do it. If not, I think they'll hold on to him. I think that's the right course of action. Cleveland. What yeah. do you think about what do you think about Jay Bruce? It's a it's a trade. They gave up a thirtieth round pick, right? Is that what he was? Yes. For Jay Bruce. I mean, the, the Jay Bruce market was very, very limited. So for the Indians, they didn't have to give up a whole lot. They had a bunch of injuries, right? They, they just lost Brantley again, so they are they're dealing with some injuries into their lineup. And Jay Bruce has been having a very good season in New York. He's, I mean. I, he, He's either hit 30 home runs or he's one away from 30, I think. He's having a great power season. He's just going to help their lineup. I don't know if he's the missing piece that puts it all together for Cleveland, but he's a nice guy to have in their lineup, and I'm sure he'll come through. He knows that ballpark from his time in Cincinnati, so I think he'll be fine. Detroit Tigers. 
does <sighs> Justin Upton opt out of his four-year 80 or 80-something million left on his deal? Man, I, I don't know if these two things correlate, but if the trade market is an indicator, no, he shouldn't. Because the free agent market. Do you think teams are going to be lining up for a guy like Jay Bruce in the offseason? I'm, no. I'm going somewhere with this. Do you, think, do you think there would be teams that would line up for Justin Upton? More than Jay Bruce. All it takes is one. It does and it doesn't. That one needs to offer him better than what he would have gotten if he stayed in Detroit, right? He technically has a contract offer on the table. He has to decide whether or not if he opts out, he can beat that offer. And if there's not enough competition in terms of players and in terms of teams, he's not going to be able to beat that. And I don't know if he is. What's left on that contract? We looked at it before. What's 488? Yeah. So that's a lot of money. Is, Is he getting that from another team? This offseason, is another team going to offer him four years, $88 million? I can't think of a whole lot of teams that are going to line up to do that. Yeah, I might get like five-something. I uh, guess, that I was guess a good the contract number, I guess offer. the number has to be like 500. Right, right. It needs to be similar to what he would have gotten in Detroit for it to make sense, and I'm sure his agents are already trying to gauge that market beforehand. So they. What if he wants to get out of Detroit because they're going to lose? That's a legitimate reason to opt out. If he if he's accepting of the fact that I'm not going to beat that offer, but I may go to a place that's better for me in terms of winning, and he knows that going in, then it's a no-brainer to opt out. But if he's trying to opt out because he doesn't want to be in Detroit and he thinks a contending team is going to pay him that money, he may have trouble doing that. Kansas City has benched Alex Gordon. That contract looks very bad. I didn't like it when he signed it. No, I didn't either, but it, it, but now we have some context to say this contract's not very good. It's a little bit like, well, not really because he's six years older, but my concern with the Hayward contract was so much value of his was based on defense. And as you age, your defense deteriorates. Right. Yeah. And I remember people thinking Alex Gordon was an MVP candidate because of how good of defense he played in left field. And I'm like, how good of defense can you play in a corner outfield? Maybe this makes me sound stupid. The analytics community is going to be all over you for this. Right. Um, but that looks bad. Well, it Im- impacts them greatly because because of the Alex Gordon contract, they might not be able to bring back. I mean, they got three big free agents this offseason. They're not going to be able to bring those guys back because they gave him that contract. So it, which one of the two – I mean – I look at the big three, and I think they only bring back one of them. I don't think they can bring back two or three. Which one do you bring back? I think I bring back Hosmer. I would bring back Kane because I think he's better. Yeah, Kane's 32. Really? Yeah, he's old. I looked at it today because as a Mets fan, we need a center fielder. So I looked at Kane today. He's 30. He's going to be 32. And the numbers are they're okay. Like He's got a good average, a good on-base percentage, but – He's 32, plays center field. Over time, defense deteriorates out there. Center field's a, a big defensive position. I don't know if I would give a big contract to him. I, I think you want to make him a, a, a case for Moustakis, I'll hear it, but I think Hosmer's probably the best fit for them to keep. Now, he's going to ask for a ton of money. I don't know if I can justify giving him what kind of money he's asking for. And if he can find somebody else to give it to him, then sure, go ahead. But I think Hosmer's the likely guy that they keep. The Angels... Andrelton Simmons is having a really good year. Um, and the he, surprising part is he's having a really good year offensively. That was always the knock on him, right? Could he? Could yeah. the bat play? And it's gotten people to say the trade, the Braves trade was terrible. I don't necessarily agree with that because a, we've had six or seven starts of Sean Newcomb, eight, nine, ten, whatever it is, not many. So how do you 
how do you judge that trade not knowing what Newcomb's going to be at the same point? Simmons didn't even didn't fit the timeline for the Braves, so I don't know that it was a terrible trade. Obviously, when you look at oh, he's he's a five or six or seven WAR player, and all they got back was one prospect who isn't a stud yet. I see that, but anyway, do you buy this as Anderson Simmons going forward? Is he a a top tier shortstop now, which is what his WAR would say? I. I say this a lot. I need to see it more consistently. I need to see it for another year before I'm ready to buy in. But he's certainly a guy I think, if you're asking me if I'm buying or selling the stock on Angelton Simmons, I'll buy right now. I'll buy on Simmons. And if he if he can show it for me for another year, then I'll, I'll put him in that tier because the what he provides to you defensively is a huge asset. And I think that can really help them going forward. Also, Mike Trout is good at baseball, in case anyone forgot. He's pretty good. Should the Twins bring back Paul Molitor next year? Depends on if you feel this was a successful season or not. Is that what it depends on? I think so. I don't. Right, would you bring him back? Do you think he's done a good job directing this team in the direction they need to go? Yeah, but the question is, A, he's not the front office's guy, but he's also a legend in Minnesota. So the, the question has to be, is he that guy that gets them to where they're at now and somebody else comes in and takes them over the hump? I don't watch enough of the Twins to know what his in-game managing is, all I can do is do what pretty much everybody else does and say, oh, the Twins are better than I thought, so why would you fire him? Right. I, I, I mean, it, again, tough in that city to do that, but it is very difficult, and this transcends baseball. If you're a front office and it's not your guy as the head coach or the manager, that relationship doesn't, get, doesn't work out more often than not. So if the front office doesn't have their guy running the show, then it's going to be some bumpy roads. It's going to be some rough water. So I think if they, if the front office thinks we need to get our guy in here for this to go the way we want it to go, then I think they have to make the move. I think it's going to ultimately depend on how they view the direction of the franchise. Should the Yankees make a move for Neil Walker? You're going to bury the lead here about Otani? Everybody wants Otani. Yes, because he's very good at baseball. Does that answer my question? Um, should they? Where are they going to play him? Second? Third? First. They're going to play him at first base. Neil Walker is not a first baseman. But if they want him to play first base, I would be very happy to give them Neil Walker and they give us a prospect. They could have had, We could have had two prospects for Jay Bruce. Didn't, didn't have him. I doubt they were that good. They're probably, Everybody's making out. They were probably better than what the, what the Indians were offering. Right. Um, Oakland, I know we, we kind of talked about this before, but just real quick, fair or not fair deal for Sonny Gray with a couple, with a week to think about it? Risky, but I think fair. If you're trading a player with that kind of injury risk and you get back high-risk, high-reward injuries, I guess that's... Risky, but fair. Seattle, how many more trades will Jerry DePoto make before September 1st? What are you going to set the over-under at? Two and a half. I'll, say, I'll take the over. Three and a half. I'll take the over. Ten and a half. I'll take the under. All right. Um, the Rays, Brendan McKay having some success hitting and pitching. Where's Brent Honeywell? Is there any chance? No. Is there any chance Brendan McKay can actually be a two-way player? We, we haven't seen that in today's MLB, right? It's the one thing we really haven't seen. If, if he could stay healthy... I just don't. Isn't that double the risk of getting hurt? 
I mean, aren't you putting yourself at an increased risk of, of a major injury keeping you out for a significant period of time? I just don't know. Yeah, I mean, I just don't know if the Rays want to do that. I think at some point, look, early going, yeah, see what he's got on both sides. See if it works. See what happens. But I, I think they're going to make him pick one way or the other at some point. I, I really do. Also, again, my, my other inquiry, where is Brent Honeywell? Triple A. Why is he not with the big league club? It's a question for the front office. Rangers. Sure. Who would you rather have on a similar contract, Steven Strasburg or you Darvish? In general, not just for the Rangers. But that's the comp that, that seems to be going around. You Darvish? Blue Jays, what do you do with uh, Troy Tulowitzki? You hope that he retires? It's a good idea. Right? I mean, that's the only thing you can really do. Retire or play better, dude. Like, that's it. <laughs> he doesn't have to do... Well, he doesn't do anything because he's collecting a big paycheck. If you're the Blue Jays, he's either going to play better or you have to hope he retires. There's no other option that you have. Uh, interesting stat in the, in the notes that they're actually they have a winning record without him and a losing record with him. Yeah, well, I think that's know. a bigger problem than him being injured, that if you're not winning with him. Yeah, so. it means he's not producing. Let's go to the National League. Okay. The Diamondbacks were in on Joe Smith, Brandon Kinsler. Settled or not settled. They ended up with David Hernandez. Did they do enough out of those three? Who do you want? With their farm system, I think they did enough. I don't think they were going to be able to get a Kinsler or a Smith. So David Hernandez, old friend, the Angels trying to make a move. You, you don't have a ton of prospects in the system. You made a move that makes sense. That's fine. Agree. Braves, Brian Snicker has a team option. Sounds like he's coming back. I think that's fine. Means they're they've, they're – Feeling like they're going to compete next year in some way, right? Yeah. I, I like I like their direction. That was the point I was trying to make. Like, I like their direction. Cubs, Wilson Contreras getting an MRI today. The it's a big res- loss. They say that they're going to announce it tomorrow. We'll see if it gets out before then. But if he's out for a significant period of time, I don't know. I mean, that's just – we talked about this morning, an emotional boost for the rest of the division – that's a lot to make up for on the field and off if you're the Cubs. Yeah, I, I think you only have a one-and-a-half game lead as it is over two teams in your division. Now you lose one of your better players, one of your spark plugs in the lineup this year. That's a huge blow, and I will be intrigued to see how the team, how Joe Madden gets his team back into the right frame of mind, hopefully to get some victories and, and hold off the Brewers and the Cardinals in that division. Say something nice about the Cincinnati Reds. They had a good draft. Name two players they drafted. Uh, they took Hunter Green, right? That's one. I can't name another one. They took Hunter Green. They're, I, I don't, I don't. Joey Votto's good. Yeah, Joey Votto's good. Talent. Yeah. I just don't know what there is to say about the Reds. They are, they are a work in progress. The Rockies. Yes. Name every duo that you can, teammates that are better than Nolan Arenado and Charlie Blackman. You'll wait? you wait for me to name two better teammates? Yeah, how many can we come up with? Rizzo and Bryant better? Uh, sure. Do, what do you make of Rendon and Harper? I, I'm just asking. Don't give me that look like I just came I didn't over. Even, I didn't even look. Rendon and Harper? Uh, I would take Rendon and Harper. So you would take Rendon and Harper? Okay. This is... Recency bias, Seeger and Bellinger. 
Yeah. I mean, that's... Yeah. Would you take Seeger and Bellinger? Yeah. Goldie and Jake Lamb? No. You would? Okay. I'm trying to think of other... Uh, let me go to the American League now. Uh, you know, we, we wouldn't do Judge and Sanchez. No. Uh, anybody on the Red Sox you would take? B- uh, Bats? I don't think Mookie's been as good this year. Okay. Nobody on Cleveland, nobody in Detroit. Anybody out west that I could? No, that's probably it. So what, we we came up with three, two? Let's look at that a little closer. But, but three that we came the up Rendon, with. The Rendon one. You like a lot. I don't, I don't like a lot. Because Rendon's good this year. I don't know, I'd have to look closer. Okay. Um, the Dodgers. Who would have been the best player for them? Sonny Gray, you Darvish, Zach Britton. They were kind of in on all three, ended up with Darvish. You Darvish. Yeah, I kind of agree. Their starting rotation so deep, but I guess Darvish gives you a sure thing. Something you can tr- you, you believe in and you trust. And here's the perfect example I'll give. Alex Wood is having a great season. This is the first great season he's had. Right? Yes. I don't know what he's going to be in the postseason. I know he's having a good year, and there's a chance that he could be very good, but I'd much rather have Alex Wood go in a game three of a postseason series rather than a game two. And, and, and that is where Yu Darvish's impact is biggest. The scary part is, do they have a lefty that can get out Bryce Harper, Anthony Rizzo in the playoffs? Tony Watson? I mean, is that, is that who they're going to Yeah, gonna... but I watched Tony Watson give up a grand I, slam to Jake Lane. I know, but that's the guy they're going to go to. They're not going to – Tony Singrani's ain't getting important outs in the, in the postseason, I can tell you that. So, Zach Britton would have been nice, but it also sounds like that was never going to happen because the, the Orioles, so yeah. Darvish seems pretty safe. The... Okay, are, is anyone going to buy the Marlins? That's not my question. My question okay. is name somebody who's having a worse year than Jeb Bush. Oh, that's very good. Name somebody who's having a wor- uh, Hillary Clinton. Right, I'm just going to stop there. Uh, the Brewers. What would you trade Lewis Brinson for? What kind of what kind of conditions here? Because I'd obviously trade Lewis Brinson for Bryce Harper straight up. Realistically? Yeah. That the other team would accept. I'd put Lewis Brinson in a deal for Chris Archer. I'd put Lewis Brinson in a deal for Jacob DeGrom. I would put Lewis Brinson in a deal for Garrett Cole. I would put Lewis Brinson in a deal. Give me another young, controllable starting pitcher that could get traded. Michael Fulmer. I would put Lewis Brinson in a deal for Michael Fulmer. Absolutely. He's got a barking elbow, though. All, all pitchers shoulder. have a barking elbow or shoulder. I, I, can't, I, I cannot let that deter me from getting a young, controllable starting pitcher that makes my team better. I can't. Speaking of young players that make your team better. Oh, this is my team. Well, it, it, uh, do you want Terry Collins? Never mind. Let me rephrase No, no, this. go ahead. Ask your question. Is Terry Collins coming back next year? I don't know the answer to that. Right. So say Should yes he no. come back? I know the answer. Should he come back? The answer is no. I absolutely cannot stand Terry who's, Collins. Who's your number one to replace him? Chip Hale. Really? Yeah, I like Chip Hale a lot. Bob Guerin. I'd be interested to see Chip Hale there because I. we saw how he did with expectations. There are going to be no expectations on that Arizona. baseball team next year. And if that's the case, I think he'd be a good fit because two years ago, yeah, two years ago with Arizona, he got a ton out of them. Last year's expectations, not so much. The A's manager, Bob Melvin. Is not leaving? Could, could come, 
coach Cespedes up. Cespedes wants to play for him. Just meet in the middle. The Phillies. Aaron Nola. Really good. Yep, that's all. Anchor of the rotation. That's all we got. Pirates do trade McCutcheon, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, I think you can. I think you can and realistically keep your window the same. Let's go to St. Louis, where St. Louis did nothing at the trade deadline. They checked in on J.D. Martinez, but they did not top the Diamondbacks' offer, which was looked at as not very strong. They looked in at Sonny Gray. I want to look at J.D. Martinez. Did they blow it by not topping the Diamondbacks' offer for J.D.? I think anytime Arizona with any anytime a team with a weaker farm system than you uh, beat you in a trade, it's probably a mistake. So I will say yes, the Cardinals missed out on an opportunity if Arizona beat them out the trade. And I believe the Cardinals missed out on an opportunity by just doing nothing. So pick one or the other. The Padres, when you look at the offers that they got and the players that wouldn't be included, mm-hmm. does it make more sense now that they kept Brad Hand and try their luck later? Yes, because they didn't have to move him. They have him under control for more time. There was no. It's like he's an impending free agent. And they had to take whatever offer was on the table. Guess what? Everybody's looking for a reliever, and a reliever that's making what? He made what? One million dollars last year. Now he's probably going to go up in what arbitration or whatever he's eligible for. But he's gonna probably make a good amount of money, and there'll be a team that there'll be a team that will want him. Can I uh, sidebar on the Padres for a second? I saw a story. I can't remember where it was. I, like you, I would not bash this place if I remembered. That said, Andy Green should be getting votes for manager of the year. I don't hate it. I get I get the theory that they're not as bad as they should be. That being the reason why you would give him votes, but I cannot I, – it's going to take us a while before we get there, before Fine. we get to the idea of a manager like that winning manager of the year. What about Rick Hahn winning GM of the year? Okay. This go- I-, I think general managers are long-term, short-term. Like, they have to balance both. I think managers only have to focus on the product on the field in that given season. So I think you can ter- – That is a terrible – I think, I think you can on. give – I think you that can give – a terrible take. No, you can give Rick Hahn the general manager of the year award because it is his job to balance both the short and long-term. And he said, you know what, I need to focus on the long-term right now and made decisions to put them in a better position down the road. The manager doesn't make decisions for 2018, 2019. That's a lie. That's, that's a lie. No, they make decisions for the 162-game season they're in no, right now. The, yes. Terry Collins is not worried about – Terry Collins is a terrible example. Terry Collins isn't worried about what, what Mets prospects are coming through the pipeline in 2018, 2019. He's worried about winning ball games in 2017. I think there's a difference. Okay, is – Dave Roberts worried about 2018-2019 when he handles Julio Urias the way he did or when he But th- he doesn't he doesn't make the decision. That is a group decision with him and the front office. Who makes the decision in the middle of the game when Julio's in the 5th or 6th at 95 pitches? It's Dave Roberts. Okay. And Dave Roberts guess what? Dave Roberts should be manager of the year. I can't this is why you're here because when you say dumb stuff, that's not like dumb. That, it makes me. That's not dumb at smarter. all. That's not dumb at all. The Giants. What's the first order of business? The very first thing you do if you are running the Giants this offseason? If I'm, run- I told you this. I'm trading Buster Posey. I'm keep, blowing. No, I'm, keep going. You I'm, know, I'm, your ideas are terrible. I'm blowing it up. I got our completely rebuild. It's a disaster. This is an absolute disaster. I'm just going to get a good outfielder. I'm not getting JD Martinez like Smolikov. I think Smolikov the one that says that. Oh yeah, did he? I think I think somebody said spend big. Jay Bruce. Jade. 
I don't want Jay Bruce in that outfield. Okay. I, I think they're in a lot more trouble than one position players. I'm blowing it up. And the Nationals are over the tax for the first time. Is this the best team that they've had in the Bryce Harper era? The best team they've had in the Bryce Harper era. Yeah, probably. I don't love their bullpen, but probably. And I like their bullpen. We disagree on that. I, I like the, I, the Steven Strasburg's arm and elbow are just major red flags for me. Very worried about that. Not a bullpen, so. No, I, it's in, in addition to. Love Max Scherzer, though. Should be the Cy Young in the National League. All right, we're going to end with the, the big thought here being that you don't think managers worry about more than just 2017. So that's No, 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 no. Like, can I clarify this? I think managers' main priorities are the season at hand. Now you're changing what you're no, saying. No, no, no. This is this, – general managers – get to balance the needs of the team right now and the needs of the team in the future. That's the difference. All right. Well, I have to go watch the Diamondbacks play the Dodgers, and then the Diamondbacks are going to play the Cubs this weekend. How many stories are you going to write from this weekend? How many? I don't know. Okay. But uh, hopefully we learn something about somebody this weekend. I don't know that we're learning a whole lot about the Dodgers, Diamondbacks, other than – that playoff series when I think it's going to happen is going to be a good one. It should be very entertaining. And also, the Dodgers are still really good. So, on that note, Chris Schubert, Tommy Stokey, we'll see you next time. <laughs>